What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Robert Perker. And this is the PWCA, a podcast that had a cool acronym where it's all phase and verb all the time. And we are on episode 12 of season one. That is Jerk the Soleil. Soleil. I don't, I've never known how to pronounce Soleil. I think it's Soleil. I think it's Soleil. Soleil? All right. You, Maybe. You, <laughs> I don't know. I'll pretend to know things. Sure. That's I, 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 the only reason I have you on the show, Robert. I need you to pretend to know things. That is what I do best. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have – so Jerk the Soleil. I almost said Jerk the Soleil. Jerk the Soleil. <laughs> What's the setup for the episode, Robert? Uh, so uh, the episode opens with Baljeet actually uh, running into Phineas and Ferb's house just going, we're going to the circus. We're going to the circus. Uh, so uh, Baljeet, Phineas, Ferb, Isabella, uh, Buford, and then their one other friend. Who, oh, and Django. Uh, Django, that's his name. Sorry, I keep forgetting because he's not like a major character later in the well, series. Well, I, I think I think like they they try to make a major character. The problem is he's, he's kind of kind of boring because that is yeah, he's boring, he's forgettable. Um, he he's here and there. Like that's a good trivia question: is what's that character's name? <laughs> Who is this because, guy? Because like, he's he's there in some episodes, he's not there in others. Um, but yeah, so this big group of kids is gonna go to the circus. Uh, it's, when... it's so weird. I'm looking at I'm looking at this image of them right now. It's like, oh, the main five, and then who's, who's the other guys? Yeah, exactly. It's like the big group of people: Isabella, Phineas, Ferb, Buford, Buford Baljeet, and... and who are you? Django. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, Why not? It's Django chained. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're all gonna—they're all at Phineas and Ferb's house. They're gonna go to the circus when uh, Ferb's dad, Mister Fletcher, walks in and reads off the newspaper that oh no, uh, the the one of the performers has an, an allergic reaction, so uh, the circus is canceled, and uh, Mister Fletcher joins Mrs. Flynn at the mall where they're recording uh, their first album, the the live at the Squat and Stitch—that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, so it's their jazz group, so they go, and Phineas and Ferb are, and the gang are kind of bummed, but then Ferb, I know what we're going to do today, let's put on our own circus. I mean, that's 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 the, that's the logical way to go, right? Yeah, let's just do it ourselves. I mean, first of all, let's talk about the fact that the, cir- that the circus gets canceled because one guy has an allergic <laughs> yeah. reaction. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's that one person uh, is just like, nah, like, I'm I'm a little bit, like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm allergic to dogs, and I just. I got a really my, bad my, cold today. My, my throat's a little scratchy, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, let's just cancel the entire event. <laughs> and it works. And also, yeah. it's front page news, so uh, slow news day for Danville. Yeah, definitely. So uh, they they decide they're going to put on the circus, and each of the people has their own act. Of course, Django's going to put his foot over his head, and he fails to do that. Uh, Buford has this mysterious act that's going to blow the house down. Baljeet obviously can do that magic act, the stupid one where you can take your thumb I'll off. I'll take and your put thumb like move it up. So something I love about this is the fact that like everything they're doing is like something. Like, if if you did have a kids putting on a circus. This is, what this is exactly would what would happen. It'd be a kid failing to put their foot behind their head, a kid taking their thumb off, a kid throwing their pa- platypus through a hoop into a pool, and <laughs> somebody launching into mud. But somehow they're going to make this work. <laughs> it's going to work. Oh, we find out later that their act is Buford being thrown into mud. So Yeah, Buford's secret act is he's going to put a paper bag over his face and be launched out of a cannon into mud. Oh, and I, don't think it's, I think it's a catapult, isn't it? Or a ca- Yeah, you're right. It's a catapult. You're right. Yeah, so it is... <laughs> We cut. So then uh, we cut to Can- we Candace in the episode. Who I mean, she's had. She's. I don't know where she got an eight by a framed eight by ten of Jeremy. I'm guessing. 
Because Jeremy doesn't see the guy who gives that pictures of himself. No, I'm going to guess Jeremy doesn't know that she has that picture. I'm assuming not. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, you know, she she's messing around in bed, and then Jeremy comes by to deliver a bunch of vegetables that his mom grows in his garden. Uh, so they're talking about this whole circus, and Je- Jeremy's into it, and which... I mean, you know, by, by transit property, Candace is into it. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and then we hear we hear Candace. You know, she's a little, she's getting a little scratchy. Something's something's very something, something's very not right. And this is where we find out. You know, this is the first we see of a very long running joke of the show. Candace is apparently allergic to wild parsnips. Wild, yeah. Jeremy brings over vegetables, and she goes, "Say, Jeremy, there doesn't have to be any. There doesn't happen to be any wild parsnips in here, are there?" And he goes, "Uh, that's, that's all it is. I think it's all it's in there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a very specific allergy. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's humorous and it's funny, and I no, it's especially humorous when she tries to go for allergy meds because if she doesn't take them in time, her voice changes, and she doesn't take them in time, and she gets this, like gravelly oh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, <it's>, no <laughs> yeah you do it better than i do yeah it's this super super gravelly like really deep raspy voice that she like gets on she gets red splotches her face just becomes red so she has to like go tell her mom like what's going on uh with the circus and with her algae so she throws on a sweatpants gray sweatpants gray sweatshirt and a paper a bag, bag over, over her head. face to and hide her identity. And it is funny because she's trying to go past Jeremy. It's like, excuse me. And it's like, oh, sorry, sorry, man. No, yeah, no problem, dude. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then we come back to, you know, I think it's a good time to get into the uh, the Perry stuff of the episode. Yeah, I agree. First of all, we see Perry in <laughs> the the outfit that uh, he has them in. Which, yeah, he he's got this just crazy circus outfit, full with a coconut bra and everything. Yeah, coconut bra, a mask, a uh, palm tree hat. Yeah, just the the kookiest thing. So he gets uh, he gets into his lair, and Monogram starts laughing. Perry start, he gets like mad, so he pouts and walks away. And Monogram's like, "No, Perry, I I, I was just remembering a funny, a funny joke, joke I heard earlier. Uh, please turn around so we may conclude our meeting." So and Perry then he takes a picture. Instantly takes a picture. <laughs> Carl, what's your email? <laughs> which which let's be honest, that's what any of us would do. A hundred percent. That's in that say if we were in that spot, that's what any of us would do. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, he, he's he's going away to figure out what Dimitri Brothers is So we cut to him and <laughs> he, he's like listening to like tough guy intimidation tapes. Yeah. So he's he's it's. It's some kind of, like, tape that is trying to make your voice sound tougher, yeah, so it's like, I'm dancing with your wife, pal, you got a problem with that? <laughs> yes, I ate your last tangerine! You got a problem, problem with that? problem with that! Like, that, that in and of itself is funny. It's hilarious, absolutely. It, it is hilarious. But, uh, yeah, P- Perry enters, and he's like, uh, can you do the front door from now on? He's, he's got, like, a bunch of traps. Yeah, it's like that. There's a bear trap and like swords and an spears axe, and guillotine, just, and axe, yeah, everything. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he figures out that a problem with his evil plan is the fact that he's got a very high pitched squeaky voice. Yeah, since I was a child, I had a high squeaky voice. <laughs> so the obvious solution is to, of course, uh, get a massive, like a massive hover hovercraft. That yeah. will dispense helium all over the Tri-State area. Uh, Dufelium. Dufelium, Dufelium, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dufelium gonna, over the Tri-State area. 
He's gonna literally make everybody else's voice higher so that his is deeper by comparison. And he literally says, like, it's the voicinator, very original name. And he's like, Yeah, I, I tried make I was gonna I was gonna make my own voice lower, but that seemed like too much trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's it's giving more to the character that despite the fact that Duke tries a lot, he's just like uh, he's just like super oblivious. He's very clueless. Yeah, which which makes him that much more funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was just hilarious. I, I like Duke and Short's plot in this one a lot. Yeah, uh, is... just it's it's funny. It's pretty um, good. So yeah, uh, Doofenshmirtz takes off in his voiceinator. Uh, he does he trap Perry? He does. Oh, he does trap Perry. I can't remember what the trap was though. Yeah, he traps Perry somehow. So, oh, I, it's a, it's just a net. It's just a net. Oh, uh, uh, just a net. Then Perry reaches into his hat and like pulls a, a crank, and his hat turns into a chainsaw. That's right. Or like the the rim of his hat starts spinning really quickly like a That's chainsaw. Right. So okay, he cuts no, yeah, right, right. Um, and then and then and, he does like the whole like you know. Slip yeah, the, brim the, thing. the brow. Yeah, puts his his hand on the on the brow of his hat. Yeah, and then he he uses his little pericopter to fly away right as he his act at the circus is. It's and something I admire is the fact that you know this is like this is a small moment, but it is something that's very evident. The fact that Perry does really care a lot about Face and Fur because he will stop in the middle of his entire his entire like you know secret mission. To go make sure he's there for his act in the circus. And to put his costume back on. And to put his costume back on. Yes. <laughs> By the way, his, his whole act is literally, Ferb just Ferb drops him. He hits the trampoline. Yeah. Yeah, and Ferb. goes through. Goes through a hoop. <laughs> That's literally it. Ferb, he's the amazing Perry. And <laughs> Ferb uh, tosses him onto a trampoline. He bounces through a hoop and lands in a, a, sh- a shallow pond, is what they call it. It's one of those kiddie pools. Yeah, I, I do love, like, the, the whole, the, like, the mini smoke and the t t t Yes! Yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they, say this by Phineas and Ferb, they have, they have great showmanship. They put on a show and they do it well. Phineas obviously acting as the ringmaster of the circus, uh, and yeah, Perry does his little act, and then he goes back to chasing Doof. Yeah, even the act prior with Bal- with Balajee doing so much build up for his like his stupid yeah, dumb a, trick. Yeah, huge smoke show and like a flash of light as he does it. Yeah, the fireside girls do their thing. We find out Django is, is apparently has no bones anymore because he's... yeah, Django literally twists himself up like a pretzel. Yeah, so uh, let's go. That's 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 how it's going. But anyway, we got we got to go back to Candace because I think yes. it's still like another one where the song is the best part of the episode. I think I agree. This is definitely the highlight of the episode for me as well. Uh, she interrupts her mom's jazz recording, her album recording at the mall at this sewing convention, and she decides to uh, she starts talking into the mic, uh, telling her mom what's happening and how her brothers always annoy her. And then she goes into this again with her raspy voice still, and she goes into the song "Evil Boys," yeah. E V I L B O Y S. Which it's funny uh, when you look at this episode. Well, because these episodes air at, in a different order than they're produced. She's <laughs> she's singing about some events that didn't happen. Yeah, that don't happen yet, yet, but they they happen later on. So she's like, yeah, they took me back in time when we went to that museum, which happens like later this season. Yeah, the the, the 50-foot treehouse robots. But still you didn't see them, yeah. Uh, That, again, happens later. So definitely 
yeah, I think it's just the the it's an interesting thing to note about the difference in release versus production. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's, it's just an interesting like tidbit. Cause, like, cause I imagine people like were confused and you're like, "Trios Robo, what are we talking about? Yeah, What's going on? Just wait twenty episodes, you'll get it." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, and also it's we should you know that it's Jeff Swampy Marsh, one of the show's creators, doing the voice for Candace. Yeah, uh, I think he's the one who does monogram as well. He, he does do monogram. Yeah, and, he, and he, then the, he has a bunch of different voices also. But uh, yeah, this this one like he he's got some good pipes, especially yeah, having to do the whole like Louis Armstrong ish like raspy. Type yeah, of thing. definitely. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they do they do the song Evil Boys. Uh, they get all the people the people who are sitting there like knitting. They get <clears> them into it. <clears throat> um, it's sort of like a jazzy raspy voice thing. Yeah, do it's a really sh- good song. No, really, really, really good song. One of his <laughs> best. For sure. Yeah, so <laughs> she's like, so you're going to come home? Are you kidding? Let's do another. It's like, ah! yeah. and then just walks away. And Candace runs back. Uh, when she gets back to the circus, though, uh, she is mistaken for Buford because of the clothes in the paper bag. Yeah, so, never, never mind the fact that she's way taller and way skinnier. Yeah, so <laughs> instead, they, Phineas and Ferb and the, the gang throw her on the catapult and launch her towards the mud, but because she's so light and Buford is so much heavier, they miscalculated. Yeah, he's just uh, like, huh. There's a lot lighter than we can calculate. <laughs> yeah, so Candace gets shot through like the the roof of the tent uh, instead of Buford, and Buford's like, "No, dude, this guy can't steal my act." So Buford just dives into the mud. He's just like, "Hey, everybody, I'm over here. I want the mud." And he's, and he's like, "How do you get episode. down there?" Yeah, truly, it's the spectacular. I think that's where Ferb's line comes in as well, yeah. where it's like, truly, Buford is amazing. Yeah, no, exactly. Then we go to the uh, support the the finale, which is a, bit of a giant balancing act, where it's yeah. funny, because like, the, ta- the tower begins with Phineas and Ferb, they show up in the middle a few times, and then they're at the top. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb are like in three or four different places. Oh, and also, this is, this is also the point where uh, the Dubich Mertz is like helium, or voiceinator, is, yeah, it, it start it started going, so it's taking it's taking over the circus. Yeah, his, his voice is getting higher as the thing goes on. Um, yeah, it's also funny because like it does a zoom out, and every and like there are like four different sets of faces and fur throughout this entire like giant tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, it's a funny visual. It, it it is it is very funny, but uh, he bl- he blows the circus he blows the circus away because like he blows the circus away because Dupe actually bro- actually broke the remote. Yep. So, uh, not only is he flying away wrapped in the circus tent, but his voice is also much much higher and squeakier. Yeah, uh, so Doofenshmirtz, yeah, Curse You Birds of Platypus as he's, like, flying away because the voice in it backfired on him. Fly, flying away uh, with a helium voice. Yep. Uh, and with that, uh, the mess in the backyard is cleaned up. Candace is back home. Uh, the, that's the, that. the allergic reaction is apparently worn off. Yeah, the allergic reaction wars. And off. in addition to that, uh, Jeremy heard the demo mm. recorded at the Squat and Stitch, and he re- and he really liked it to the point where he's just like, "How do you get your voice to sound like that?" Oh, you know, wild parsnips. Wild parsnips. Yeah, I forgot that they had the little reunion there, which is a good little tidbit to add in. Yeah, for sure. So that's it. So Robert, you had to rate this episode one to five parries. This is a four parries. Really? Uh, th- yeah, I like this one a lot. Um, this is I like. Honestly, it would be a whole half star to a star lower if uh, there wasn't that like self help clip. It's just it's thirty seconds of the episode of Doofenshmirtz yelling uh, like 
about making sounding oh, tougher. It, it, we didn't have that that tape going. Yeah, it's it's thirty seconds of him yelling at a tape trying to sound tougher, but it is the highlight of the episode for me. It adds <laughs> a whole half star. Um, I, I just think it's hilarious. Uh, and yeah, like you said, the showmanship of this episode, them putting on the circus, all the lights, the action, Perry's stuff. Uh, I, I really like this episode. No, this, this is a really this is a really fun one, definitely. I, I remember when the show was just starting out, this was always, I was all excited when this one came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back, I think I would give this a solid, uh, I'd, go, I'd go three and a half pairs for this one. Mm-hmm. I, I think this one's really solid. The song, the song is great uh, visually. It's very, it, I, I might elevate to four because I do, I do start to think back on it. I'm like, no, this one actually is really entertaining. It's actually one of the few in these early episodes where the boys' plot is actually way more entertaining than Deuce. Yeah, definitely, which doesn't happen very often. At, it, like, the in the first show. season, doesn't yeah, happen very and, often. Which is, yeah, I mean, when because the show ran for so long, because there's so many episodes to the show, um, what's really interesting is going back to revisit some of these, because, yeah, a lot of, especially a lot of season one for me, um, gets kind of lost in the shuffle. Like, right. I forget about it sometimes. Uh, so going back to revisit ones like Jerk to Soleil, and I'm like, wow, I actually really like this episode, and I don't remember it as much for some reason. Um, but that's the fun of doing this kind of thing, because you get to go back and revisit ones that you don't really remember. Oh, 100%. 100%. So that's it for this episode. So, Robert, where can people find you? You can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at RBRT. PRKR98. That is my first and last name, Novalis, plus a year. Uh, you can find me doing admin and hosting duties on the Take 3 Productions YouTube channel, uh, admin hosting and question writing duties at the Full Metal Trivia YouTube channel, specifically the cha- uh, the League Full Metal Geek, and you can find me being a Phantom Fights champion at Multiplex Entertainment and the Full Metal Geek singles champion at Full Metal Trivia. About the only one because I wasn't there to play you for it, but uh, regardless. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChanceWorth underscore 91. You can check out my other podcasts, uh, The Toys by Chance and Serious Study, which will be launching in 2019. Uh, you can check out uh, my personal YouTube channel, Chance the Critic. I also help sometimes Full Metal Media, hosting the show Full Metal 5. And uh, that is it for the show, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time for Are You My Mummy? Are you?